Hello. Hey there. What's going on? Welcome to what is now an Elden Ring podcast in the 121st episode <laughs> of Elden Ring Come Get Your Podcast. I'm your host, Adam. I'm Dustin. I'm Chris. How um, we doing? Tarnished? Yeah. Right? I mean, or what? Uh, Aloy, I guess, too. I mean, you guys been playing other games. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Somehow. Right, right. We've got, we've got the... If you think about it, we've got every spectrum here, right? Where it's like, Adam, you've been playing Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. I've been playing Forbidden West. Chris has beaten Forbidden West and is now playing Elden Ring. So I am a true gamer. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere mixed in there is Destiny 2. Yes, yes. And Witch Queen. For you guys. For Chris and I and our boy, allegedly Jeff. Allegedly. Allegedly. Been good. It's been a lot of fun Good. gaming. Uh, too much, mm-hmm. too much, as we've been talking about. Too much coming out, but uh, so far I mean, of what I've played from 2022, I have thoroughly enjoyed. February was a stacked month. Yeah, too stacked, top to bottom. We knew, we knew it was coming. You could argue that, and uh, everything. I, I mean, I will obviously defer to both of you for at least forbidden west and destiny 2 mm-hmm. um and maybe even dying light 2 but from everything i've seen from reviews or just people i follow or know who are playing it everything's been a banger yeah yeah, yeah. i mean if you're you know we'll start out with the one that won't take as much time because it's destiny 2 i'd say yeah um we just beat the campaign on wednesday so we've, we're dedicating wednesday nights to destiny a couple hours and we beat the campaign last Wednesday, and goddamn, yeah, very good campaign. I'm um, excited to know more. Yeah, um, yeah, find out more and see, you know, see what comes out. Uh, gameplay fantastic, new world fantastic. Um, the new weapon, the glaive, awesome, awesome. Um, Th- I mean this this is one. This is an expansion that, like, if you go look at what people are talking about like this was definitely a pve expansion like from what i understand the glaive in pvp is a nightmare (laughs) it is like yeah dude it's like i mean based on what i know from all past expansions since destiny 2 came out like they're never really showing a ton of love to pvp We've had a couple. We've had a couple seasons that I think have been like, oh, here you get a little bit of uh, PVE stuff, but it has been very PvP focused. Mm, but this okay. this one was like the like, okay, PvP really didn't get much love at all, but PVE wise, you've got a lot of new content, new just new tech, like the new. I'm pretty sure the new Void, um, 3.0 in PvP is also causing a problem. So like, th- <laughs> there are ways that you can build like your class off of like with this glaive and stuff. So like, just for example, essentially you can almost spam constantly 90 to 95% of the time being invisible as a hunter. If you build it proper. So like in in PVP, that is bonkers. (laughs) You just have invisible hunters everywhere that are like, that's terrifying. Yeah, dude. Like, so it's like, I, I get that it probably broke it in PvP, but for, for us that don't really do a lot of PvP and we, we spend most of our time doing, you know, strikes and nightfalls and wanting to do dungeons and run through campaigns Look, again, like 
Oh, I'm in love with I'm this I'm just going to throw it out there. If Destiny wants me to participate in PvP events, then they need to bring back Sparrow League Racing, you yeah. cowards. Yes. All right. That's fair. But yeah, um, I think. All I got to say is the Hive has light powers, and it's terrifying. Yeah, dude. And like, it's just, I don't know, like, we're starting. we're the Hive. <laughs> but as, and as bad as it sounds, it feels great to destroy a Hive ghost. It really does. Like, um, it's just so cool. It I don't know, and it's it's the first expansion. I feel like again, Chris. I feel like I would like to play through that that story again on Legendary. Like Agreed. I just, I think we could do it. I, you get better gear, you get oh, like double the gear, you get all this stuff. Um, but honestly, this was like, if you guys think back to the vanilla campaign in Destiny Two, right? The was it the Red War, right mm-hmm. with Gaul yeah. or whatever? Like yep. if you get to that final fight, right? Like you could you could solo that easily right like it wasn't difficult um this expansion feels like you could definitely solo things um i think you could probably solo that last mission but it's definitely not meant for one person to just try it is it is actually difficult in a way it's it's built in a way that like just feels nice i don't know this is challenging you feel nice yeah yeah so it's just the. It feels like an. It feels like a nice challenge, opposed to well, just and, being and most of too Destiny's, easy or annoying. And most of Destiny's challenges have have usually been on their end game content, right? Yeah, exactly. And this is actually in their their just normal campaign where, wow, yeah, this is difficult. There are many times like the last mission is especially was like, shit. Yeah, yeah. Like I think I was saying it just before we started recording. Like if you play that last mission on legendary, um. It's om- it's like a it's like a small dungeon. It's it's not I could see that being very difficult <laughs> on legendary mode, which would be insanely fun, but I don't know. I, I but, like what uh, they did. And there's like little puzzles that you solve along the way to, you know, uh, you know, like decrypt and things like that. No, I don't know. <laughs> the way they unveiled the story as you were going through it and then if you were actually reading the, some of the lore books along with the campaign, I didn't. I didn't read them till after. If you go back and actually read those, it's they're fucking bonkers. What is going on? Um, it's nuts. It's just. It's so. It's just cool. It was. It was presented in such a way that it's like refreshing. I don't know. Zavala is still a little punk. <laughs> So do they? How do they follow this up? Um. Well, if you finish the campaign, you get a nice little video at the end that tells you what's kind of coming. Um, do you yeah, think inter- if you they, do it on legendary, there's a different cutscene? There is I not additional cutscene. Yeah, okay, it. there that is not. Like that's, that's not a destiny thing. I feel no. Yeah, I wa- I did watch a. I watched a video from my name is Bife, who talked about the final cutscene um and he prefaced he prefaced his video with i played it on the legendary and this is the this is the cutscene i don't know if it's different on standard and it's the same exact cutscene so okay they introduce, they introduce a character that you don't know what's gonna happen of course yeah but it's like it's not kate again i don't care no dude it looks it looks like freaking <laughs> darth malik from knights of the old republic i'm not gonna lie oh wow Okay. Just, just as you mentioned, K. Just, just to put it out there, like Kate if you read, if you re- yes, if you read through the lore books from this campaign, there is one lore book that makes a reference to Cade Eight. And you're like, what? Well, what happened to Seven? Exactly. 
<laughs> what happened to seven? We he died at six. What is going? What does this mean? And it's like, but then you're also fighting the witch queen of like lies and deception. So it's like, uh, did she write this? Who wrote this? What is going on? Like, okay, it's very fascinating. It's such a good. It's such a good expansion. I'm glad you guys are enjoying it. Yeah. I like I said everything. Mostly everything I've seen, even from the subreddit, has been mm-hmm. positive. So yeah, unless it's PvP, it's been pretty positive. <laughs> I just I just feel like we're gonna, it's finally like oh I just kicked my computer. I'm sorry. Uh, I just feel like it's finally uh, you, you know apologizing to us or your computer. computer. Yeah, right. Your computer. Okay. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's it's just finally. I feel like this is like Bungie's. You know, it's coming to their own. Mm-hmm. Like I know they've been away from. Activision. I've heard you said that before. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I think they're just finally getting their shit together. Just letting you know, <laughs> you have said that before. It, hey it, man, fuck you, dude. I'm a human. The okay, I say it, things again. I will. I will say it does. <clears throat> it does feel like their ability to present the story in this expansion is is better than like i think i heard you guys talking about earlier like they're not hiding it in grimoire cards or like it's not just necessarily text on a weapon or a piece of armor like that's that's still there yeah that's still there it's still there if you want to get really deep into the lore of it but like they're at least presenting the story to you and in a way that's like interactive um I mean, they- plus uh, plus offering up all these abilities with like you can now craft your own weapons. Um, you can recraft weapons that you have. You can fully customize your void subclass to where I could literally have the devour trait on every single like it doesn't matter. Like I'd literally have it with every single I super. Like it, it's so it's so customizable devour. now. Um, yeah, like I'm pretty sure like I have the ability within my void subclass to become invisible like hunters do. So it's like they've just like expanded it to a point where it just feels nice. Um, I don't think it's fully there yet because for some reason they're only doing that with void and nothing else. But Well, yeah, they, they called it the void 3.0. Right. I think they were just like refactoring it as a whole to it's like some, I, I don't know the reasoning, but it's like something wasn't working, you know, with, yeah, well, like, to, to yeah. how they wanted it to be. So they completely just re envisioned it. But it also kind of makes sense with the in the storyline of things, like why mm-hmm. it, it would be, you know, more powers would be introduced or some, you know, something to that effect. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I felt, I felt like, I felt like Bungie, like with Forsaken, you know, they did, Forsaken was phenomenal. And they did so many cool things, and the story was tremendous. I, I mean, Forsaken, I just do- I dove in so hard on that; it was great. Mm-hmm. And then it just like fell off. Like beyond my, yep. I was like, uh, you know, yep. guys, you're not hitting yep. on this one. I don't know what it is, and um, I just, you know, I think they, long... they learned from the mistakes of Beyond Light that they made, and it's like, all right. How long is this content going to be around for, though? I mean, yeah, Forsaken's been Forsaken was taken out officially. Yeah, it was vaulted. So I don't I don't really I don't know who knows that answer. I mean, it's it's I I always have like a struggle with that of like I'm I'm cool with them taking stuff out of like stuff that you just you don't touch after a while just because it gets like aged out essentially. But like, I don't know I what I will say about this stuff, though, the directive creator or the 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 head guy or the head writer um, for Witch Queen did sign on and he is going to be the head of 
the next, like where we're going next. So I think I, I hope that that'll keep it. Hopefully he stays. Yeah. So like it, it'll keep that consistent, like, okay, we can keep building off of this so that it doesn't feel like it changes in any way, but we'll see, you mm-hmm. know, but what's the next one without what? Lightfall, I think. Lightfall. Right. Okay. Oh. But I mean, that's, yeah, that's the next big expansion. So who knows what's the season to introduce. For <laughs> exactly. This. Exactly. And I think that's where the seasons, like, I know we've had seasons that have been like, uh, gambit focus like it's Ugh. i don't know it yeah it's like some of the that's the parts like the expansions usually get me back but some of the seasons i'll just like skip entirely because i just i don't care they're just not for me i mean the next expansion is going to be a couple years out right it's got to be i mean it, it's got well i mean it has to i just don't i mean I at least see, a year right, out right so i would say um, but then also like the raid hasn't been introduced yet. That's I think that is not opening this week next Tuesday, week. right? Yeah, this yeah, upcoming yeah. week. When this episode comes out, that's when the raid will become available. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm just with where they're going with it without spoilers. It's just like what? It's, oh, it's, it's, yeah. it's kind of like everything that you thought you knew the story was like. Well, hopefully they can keep it consistent Turn. with the next one, too. Yes. <laughs> Having the same head writer is definitely... Yeah, that'll help. Help. That'll help. So, assume as long as he stays, but... Yeah, well, that's good. It's... As long as you guys are having fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, does, it does feel like, finally, like, Destiny is back to being fun again. I don't know, but... I mean, Dustin was doesn't play Destiny without us. Like, I did. I feel like that says something. It caught you know? me. It caught me. And I, <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I I did the same thing when after I played again for a while. Yeah, um, it just catches you, man. I don't know. Feels good. Well, good. So what's what's next then? You I mean, I think Adam, West, I, 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 Adam, I think we got to talk about Elden Ring, man. Now you know we got to talk about your game. That's fair. Um, <laughs> So, I, I I bought Elden Ring and I've been playing Elden Ring and uh, to, getting it's getting friends it's getting great mind. reviews right it's just everybody is His, gushing gangbusters yeah yeah um, and some of our friends have gotten Elden Ring and you know we'll play you can play together but like you know we have a chat for specifically that game and talking hanging out talking about different stuff we do it's um, it, it within the first couple days i was like this is it reminded me exactly when skyrim came out all those years ago now um and almost 10 and a half years ago jesus um and yeah it's the amount of different places you can go off the bat you can just explore um have different encounters you can sometimes you can be in the same place but if it's a different time of day you will experience something different oh okay. okay yep um and uh the amount of times we're talking in this chat about stuff we can encounter some there's usually around one person that's like i have no idea what you're talking about right now <laughs> have not seen that yet and most of us have put in around 30 hours or more at this point so that you can still have that conversation after 30 hours. And some of us have been playing for over 80 hours. Um, you know, I, I have no idea what you're talking about right now. I haven't experienced that. Like it's, that's exactly what happened to me in Skyrim all those years ago. Okay. And is, is there, is there a mechanic? Sorry to, 
to fast forward the time or no? Yeah. Like, okay. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. So that, that whole time of day thing is a part of the, like what you're doing. In fact, there is one item you can only get at night. And if you don't know that or stumble into it on accident, (laughs) you are severely hampering yourself. Because they don't, this is from software. They do not tell you. So there's one part of the game. No, they do. There's there's one piece of dialogue. Okay. (laughs) That that, um, Ben has found and pretty far in to the game. Oh my God. Okay. Um, But it's there. (laughs) They're like, "We, we left a note. Well, if if you guys would have told me to do a certain thing, I would, I never would have met uh, the maiden. Yeah, your maidenless. <laughs> like I I would have I would have just kept going and not been able to do like anything. I feel level <laughs> like, up. Yeah, level up. <laughs> like you that you in order to level up and use your runes to level up, you have to meet her first. And I was like, how do I do this? <laughs> I just, I just and then Jeff back. was like, Jeff was like, hey, make sure that you uh, do this. And I'm like. Thank you so much. It's oh my weird. god! The um, I think it was Jeff or Alex. One of the first day, um, Ben and I were like, uh, trying to guide him, or I was trying to like guide him. Like, you should go check out this area, and then then I was like, you need to go there in order to, or maybe it wasn't Ben. I don't know. Someone was like, you need to go there in order to level up if you want to do anything. And I was like, well, I was going to try and let him experience this for himself, but it's probably better to just be like, hey, go there. <laughs> You will have a much better time after that, um, and it's uh, combat-wise, it's it's a Souls game. Not, it's not a Souls game, but you know, it's made from it's a FromSoft game, so the combat's it's, super tight. It's the closest. The combat's closest to Dark Souls Three. Yes, it's much more akin to Dark Souls Three, um, which I like, but may not be for everybody. I don't know, uh, but I, you know, there's different classes, so like. I I'm a samurai. I have a katana, I have the uchi katana, which has been in every Dark Souls game, um, and so like I feel very Sekiro esque at points. Um, the just even with movement um, because of your you get a horse a horsey torrent, and you can do double jumps and stuff like that. It's no grappling hook like you had in Sekiro, so you can't move like that. But they have put a level of verticality into um, these games that started with Sekiro that they really didn't necessarily have before. Yep. Um, so to have it with like Dark Souls-esque stuff is is really nice. Yes, from what I've heard is that this is like in a culmination of like all of those games almost like they've learned pushed from into every one. single one yeah so yeah, like they've learned from every single one well so like in in your case of you being a samurai right like so mm-hmm. i guess chris you having like a paladin-esque build and clark you having a samurai like are so do you mainly you're doing dodges and rolls as you come in like stealthily or you're just trying to come in quick while chris are you like utilizing shields more like what's the difference between you the can play do both styles. with either class. Well, Honestly, sure. Yeah, we can, <laughs> sure. we can both do the same. same you can rock style. a shield and a samurai sword. I think the main difference between Clark's character and mine is that, like, I I have leaning more towards faith, which means I have some incantations that I can like do a quick heal or okay an AOE heal. While I I don't know what the samurai specifically has. I um am more. I mean, I not more stealthy. There's no at least raw stat that you can pump levels into that would make you more stealthy. Right. Um, there might be items that make, would make, make you more stealthy, but 
Uh, I haven't found any of those, but I, you know, I like sneaking around backstabbing people anyway. Um, but I also have the more of an ability to get in, like just get in there and start wailing away on them. Cause okay. I've put a lot of my levels into my dexterity stat, which is, um, I mean, I could put them to anything, but the weapon I'm specifically using right now has um, better damage output the higher your dex is. Okay. Um, which that's in every FromSoft game is there's right. except Sekiro. Um, with different weapons, you get different scaling. You know, it'll say at the bottom of the weapon when you're looking on your menu, like scales with and there's like strength, dex, intelligence, faith, you know, faith mind or whatever it is in this game and or you know other ones as well um for different builds and you can start with any class and usually they will lean in a certain direction of maybe what your build should be to like max out that type of build but you can dump stats into whatever you want and become whatever you want just with maybe a higher resistances to certain things versus other classes if that makes sense yeah and one of the, like the uh, there's two nice things that they, like, I'm just gonna call out. There's probably many little things that they do, but I know me Adam we had talked about this yesterday or the other day was they allow you to like completely sneak up on somebody and like move into them without them noting that <sighs> you're there. Like in yep. Dark Souls three, that was the hardest thing. Like I would I, I watched you play uh, Clark, you know, a while ago mm-hmm. and. And you were doing backstabs and stuff like that. And like I had such a hard time doing that in Dark Souls 3 because I always would alert them. I'd get right. too close. And this one I could, like, if I'm if I'm completely stuck up on them, I could, like, move into them and then backstab. Um, small change, but it's it's great. It's just a little quality but of a life. a nice thing. change, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, like, Dark Souls 3, you'd have to barely touch the movement yeah. stick. And if you're playing on Sorry. keyboard and mouse, that's impossible. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, so. and the other thing, which I wish more games would implement is I, me and Ben were talking, like, he was, he was asking like what f- I think focus was. He goes, I got something that increases focus. I don't even know what that does. And I was like, huh. Mm. And I went to the status menu and it's like help. And then like, I could, I could scroll, like it would, it would go to every item in the status page and tell you exactly what that does. And I went down to focus. Mm. It's like, this helps, you know, be your resistance to sleep. Um, and I, and I think with other games, you know, that it's just like, sometimes if you don't know what something does, like what you, it takes forever to find out in the game, you know, what that is. Right. Without having to look it up online somewhere. Yeah. Have it within the game describing what this is and what, what it is supposed to do. Such a simple thing, but so great. It really is. Yeah. Um, the other really neat thing is no matter what class you're going for um you know you can skill into certain abilities but each weapon you can swap out it's like they call them ashes of war and like it gives a weapon a unique ability um and some weapon most i think most weapons come with a default one but you can eventually you can learn stuff to swap them out as you collect more and unlock certain things and so you can it's essentially like making a subclass for your class oh yeah because chris and i could both be a samurai could both be a cleric um spell sword or any you know whatever class we could be the same class have the same weapon but put in different ashes of war onto that weapon which affect scalings 
um, and then also gives the weapon a unique ability, and then you can build into that more. So like there's, you could have like um a like mine, my katana has um a thing on it that makes it the scaling for decks even higher than it normally is. So the I I get even better damage results the more I pump into decks. Right. Whereas um, Chris could have that same exact katana but make it into a blood build. Uh, and that requires different stats, but like the more you hit, the more likely you are to put blood loss onto your opponent, which takes out a big chunk of their health. Yeah, like I, I actually have that on. I made my sword a blood sword, and it I was really hesitant at first because it did lower the damage a, a decent amount to what I had it. But Ben was like, "No, you should do it." But and it I makes was like, up okay. for it. <laughs> but then, like, I can swipe at an enemy three times, and all of a sudden he gets infected with blood loss, and, like, he loses half his health or something. Like, it's like, oh, shit. Right. Okay. And okay. the blood so, and the blood slash move Ash of War is, like, beast. So there's, like, uh, so much customizability in it, um, which is awesome because it means that there are not infinite, but, like, you know, a high, high number of builds you can go for <laughs> in this game. And it just depends what you want to do. And eventually, I think you could respec somewhere. And, like, if you want to respec, try something else. You can go do that. Yep. There, you have to get an item. Um, I forget what it's called. I found one somewhere. In, uh, Is it a stone? No, it's... I no, forget okay. what it's called. I I might even have it and just not know it. Do you have to but... Do you have to find one each time? Like, if you want to respec every time, you have to find it? Or once you find it, then you're able to respec when you want? Not sure. It might cost... So like, it's either a consumable, or you'd have to use it, use one each time, um, or there's a chance it could be a infinite uses, but you'd have to have the right number of runes, okay. which are the souls of this game, okay. your currency, to, um, in order to do that. Right. So I'm not sure which one it is. Um, I have a lot of stuff in my <laughs> <laughs> inventory, and I haven't read all of them yet. So you know, it's a thing, um, but. There are some things that I wish they could have done better on, especially in the customizability department. Um, if you are a person of color playing this game, especially if you're black, like there is next to nothing really? to do. Yeah. yeah. And that is something that Demon Souls, the remake by Bluepoint, like nailed. Yeah. Um, and like there is n- no black hair in this game whatsoever, which is unfortunately something that's happened in every Dark Souls game in Bloodborne. Sekiro's obviously exempt from that because you, that's not an option. Um, so, like, you know, they it, it's 2022. They should definitely have the, the ability to do that, especially yeah. when a different company who remade one of your games allowed that to happen. Have they have they ever come out and, like, responded to, to like, the questions as to, like, why? They might have. I'm not aware of anything. Okay. Um, and so like, maybe they honestly haven't, but it's, you know, it's one of those, I'm hesitant to say it's a cultural thing, but traditionally, like once a Japanese dev team settles on one thing, like they don't really like to change it too much. Okay. Um, which please correct me if I'm wrong there, you know but it's just especially with FromSoft, that's definitely been their stick it's like they've never had that as an option and they've never made it an option so i don't know it could just be a FromSoft cultural thing or maybe even bandai namco i'm not sure 
Um, yeah, but I mean, it, it's it's kind of a shame. Yeah, that feels <laughs> honestly. that feels wild. Like I didn't yeah. I didn't realize that. I guess I, I didn't really spend too much time trying to to customize my one Bloodborne character, but I didn't really pay attention to that. Um, Hair wise, there's literally no options, and even like skin tone wise, unless I mean I I think there's a way you can customize. Like there's not just presets. I think you can customize your skin yeah, color you, you and you change can. like the RGB. Yeah. But there's not a but, preset like they. But there's not a preset or if multiple you're presets. Darker skin, right? Yeah. So it's eh, it's one of those things. I think and, uh, I, I think and, I think you're right with the it's the cool. I think it's cultural. Okay, for I, sure. I mean, like I said, I'm just some white guy speculating. So. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Um, but yeah, it's uh, it, that's a big drawback in my opinion, and something that should have been fixed. For sure. From the get-go, really. Um, but outside of that, like, you know, I know a lot of um, black creators who are playing the game. And outside of that, like, you know, it's a good fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only the only other um, negatives I've heard from any review would have been the, um, some of the graphics. Like, I think I, people would say it's a very pretty game. Well, I don't know if pretty is the right word. But... Uh, you know what I mean? But like there are times where it's like, I guess I think it's just because Demon Souls, from what I understand, looked so good when it came out. People were like, well, this kind of took a step back in terms of how it looks uh, compared to Demon uh, Souls. I'm not. I mean, it's it's it it's looks two different good. companies. It looks so good, right, but right. using two different engines and yeah, but it's like it's I don't know, man, if they're just in it for like, I need the best graphics of all time. Well, sure. Like, go somewhere say, else then, I guess. I'll say it is the best looking Soulsborne game. Okay. Agreed. Okay. Um, and there are like moment like with Demon Souls, that game looked amazing and ran amazing. Um with Elden Ring, it looks good and runs at least on my experience on PS5, runs pretty good. Um I know with PC there were a lot of issues with micro stutters, um, there is a big issue with pop in so like it doesn't run as well but i think that could be smoothed out over time um and i I, both chris and i are both playing on ps5 we haven't even tried pc i will probably eventually get a pc copy but i'm waiting for them to fix their multiplayer server issue um, which can open up uh access to your computer (laughs) well do do they so on ps5 do they have like the performance and graphics like yeah there's you can put on hdr you can have like is there much of a difference frame rate prioritized frame rate i haven't tried honestly i'm just prioritizing performance and i'm still every once in a while getting a hitch okay not not to the point where it's detrimental um i think it's just in terms of the environment whatever environment i'm in with everything that's coming in to you know range in terms of it's now there on in your game Mm -hmm. um i think that causes a couple hiccups here and there but nothing terrible never it's never happened in a boss fight so i mean not for me at least yeah yeah and and just not for me at least as well okay um but that is a a a drawback not so much for graphics if that matters i mean you know just in terms of performance i will Um, I, i will also say like drawback at, at least at the beginning is 
when you first get into the world, it's very overwhelming. Very overwhelming. I'm like, and you don't know where to go. Like, there's a path that tells you where to go, but, like, when you go there, it's pretty difficult. It's, um, like, goes with Tsushima a little bit. When you're at a site of grace, which is, like, the bonfires of this game, yeah. or the lanterns from Bloodborne, um, there is, like, from it, it will, like, wind visual representation of like golden wind pointing into the direction of story yep that makes sense yeah yeah so like so. where i didn't know where to go at first like i i literally had to look up where should you first go <laughs> in elden ring where do you, you start know? and then i went there and there was like things like i think started to click like i didn't I, I i found like these little caves at first that i did and like you know fought the first boss and stuff but uh um one of the cool things also that they did, and they I've never seen this in any other from software game. Um, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, they kind they kind of introduced like a tutorial, you know, little area um, in the first place that that you start at. It's um, it's much more of a tutorial than we've gotten in previous titles. In any yeah, other, yeah, sure. like it, <laughs> it guides you like here's how to it actually stab, here's how to do does this. okay at telling okay. you what to do it introduces um, you into like your like a the first bo- how a boss is introduced like you know and it's it's not messages you have to read on the ground now <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> like in bloodborne all your information are those little yep. demon messages yep that's how that's your tutorial this like tells you directly like hey do you try this try this this is what this means you know so we actually have much more of a tutorial. It got to a point where it became annoying to me because anytime you get introduced to a new mechanic, it pauses the game. It actually pauses the game. Um, and um, it, to me, it interrupted the flow of some things. Oh, sure. But I think I'm just, I'm just used to. Yeah. Just jumping in. Titles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's just I thought it was cool. Curmudgeon. I thought it was cool. But at the same time, I'm like, I know how to do this. <laughs> right. Um, and I know, um, blessing from kind of funny said that he thinks that it, the tutorials aren't good enough. Um, I don't know if he's changed his mind on that. I now, think they were cause, perfect. Cause I think he was pretty harsh on the game in his initial review. And now that he's like much further and he's like, okay, <laughs> starting to get I it. watched, I watched a video, yeah. uh, speaking of that, um, a lot of peers put out a video, about Elden Ring reviews, and mm-hmm. it made a lot of sense. I don't know if you guys watched it or not. I have not. Watched I have it. not either. Um, basically, you know, she said, "Of course, this game was going to get ten out of ten reviews because from software games are so unique and 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 and, and gravitate towards certain people that a person that doesn't like from software games couldn't review it and be fair, you know. And there's not really a in between person that could review it." you know at the same time and um so the people that had to review it were people that are accustomed to form from software games so of course it got a 10 yeah, out of 10 that makes you sense know? and it's like all right yeah you know because i mean the game it, it, review wise it's doing gangbusters right like it's yep. it's 10 out of 10 to everywhere it's the third highest game on metacritic and of all time a great game and, and, and granted maybe i'm not far enough in it to really rate it yet but it's like i'm like i'm like i, I don't know it's 10 out of 10 you know, I'm having fun with it for sure. Um, but we'll see. This is of course. this Dark Souls Three is my favorite FromSoft title mm-hmm. out of all of them. This this is beating that. 
right now for me. Oh, it's fantastic. I'm not. Um, I, and I'll, there's a lot of back and forth on whether or not this is the most accessible title from FromSoft ever. I do think it is. I agree um, with that, that. That does not make it any easier. <laughs> um, you will get your ass handed to you a lot still. Yeah. Just follow Ben's strategy. If, if, you're, if you're fighting a guy that's too tough, just go level up. Which is, to its Elden Ring's benefit, um, let's just compare Dark Souls 3. You can... It's, it's open-esque, uh, but eventually you will get to a point where you run into a boss... And it's it's too hard, so you go explore different paths, and then eventually you will run into a boss, and it's hard. And so, like, you're stuck until you beat one of those bosses. Yeah. This one has... Be, it's there where if you're following the story, you will get locked behind that kind of progression until you beat that boss. But the world is open enough, and there are so many different just bosses in the open world and there are so many dungeons in the open world that you can go just leave and level up for a while find other encounters and do whatever you need to do uh and not come back to that boss for another 20 hours and still have plenty of new things to find right and <laughs> so, then but then at that point are you you're over leveled i'm assuming and then can maybe you, can you just go back and then you're like i'm gonna get through this boss like no problem i, I that's what ben does okay <laughs> that's um, not surprising yeah. <laughs> okay i okay. it but you like the exception of two places that come to mind and unless you know where those are you don't know but like it's not that easy to get enough runes to level up okay in my opinion especially once oh, you yeah. get to a certain point um a lot of enemies aren't giving a lot of runes um yeah, there like are certain right, areas. Oh, go ahead. I was like, right now it takes me like twelve thousand runes to level up one time. The That's enemies that I've been really encounter, it's like they're only dropping like a hundred and like a hundred and fifty per kill. Sure. So it's like, man, you gotta I, grind I could. a bit. Yeah, you gotta grind. I for know a bit. of an area where <laughs> each enemy will drop over eleven 1, hundred um, per normal enemy. <laughs> guys, what? <laughs> yep I, there is an area that does that it's just but Chriska. what they will fuck your <laughs> no, world i've been I, i've there's an area um by a by a bridge dragon that has that's the area small i'm talking guy. about yeah those are i feel like those guys are easy the little the little dudes those guys aren't given a thousand per though they were for me at one time were they yeah, okay maybe i don't know about if i don't know if that scales per level it's know? before it's before the or the urd tree um which it depends which way you're coming at the retreat, but I mean, I mean, I also got it. I also got to fully admit I really cheesed my level, you know. <laughs> yeah, you did. Um, there's a, so there's a giant dragon just laying on the middle in the middle of an area, mm-hmm. like, and I mean by giant, I mean fucking giant. Yep. <laughs> um, and currently you can cheese it, and it drops like 50k plus souls. Yeah, I got behind it, and like normally you 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 would run it, you would go be in front of it, right? That he has, be like other dragons around him, um, but I got behind it, and I and I uh, got to his hind leg, and where I could hit it, and I hit it, and I didn't do like any damage, um, but I just kept going and going, and it kept going down, and I basically got to a point where I'm like, well, I am now dedicated to doing this. I'm gonna <laughs> beat this thing. How long? Uh, I'd say like 40 minutes 
of me just hitting <laughs> R1. So in my left hand, I was just pressing R1 over and over. And in my right hand, I was like watching YouTube and stuff. You know, look it up. Okay, I'm still good. You know, and yeah, by the time I was done, I mean, it was 100% worth it. Because hey, I, like, I got like 60,000 runes. I leveled 20 times. I went from 18 to like, yeah, like 36 or something to that effect. So it was worth it for sure, but wow. yeah, it took a long, it took a long time. <laughs> and there are there are items in the game that you can use consumables that will boost the amount of runes you get when you kill an enemy too. So like the thing is, you're supposed to right now one of the strategies to get over leveled early is to go do some stuff, collect some things, then go to that dragon, and right before you kill it, you pop one of these items that gives you more soul like more runes when you kill things mm-hmm. and so you can get like 70 plus k yep from that guy um and then just dump it into whatever stats you want to um and again i don't know if we know it's a bug or not yeah that could be just sits there but and then, and, and then also like ben and alex were kind of making fun of it like yeah what if what if you weren't supposed to kill that dragon what if that was like <laughs> yeah which is yeah. which is a thing that might possible. be a thing you might not because it doesn't does it attack you? No. I know the little one. I know the little ones do. It made a lot of noises, and I thought it was. I thought it was going to die at any moment. But yeah, not once did it come my way to attack me. So that might fuck up your game. It might be the something you have to do to unlock like the secret ending. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and that's the other thing about reviews is most, at least initially, most of the reviews out there, and I'm saying like over 90% of them, um, the reviewers hadn't beaten the game. Right, yet. right. Because it's that big. Like that map is huge. It, it, it starts is. off, you start off in one area and you like unlock the map by finding a, a map, um, for lack of better phrase there. Uh, and it's like, okay. And then like you unlock you run into another area and then it the it pulls back the camera pulls back when you're looking at the map and it's like oh i got tell i i I got i opened a chest and it i got i got surrounded by smoke and it teleported me somewhere and where it teleported me to was the very top of the map before that the map didn't look that big i was like this place isn't that big what's the big deal yeah i just didn't i haven't explored that far yet and (laughs) and you opened it up Mm -hmm. how big it really is and i'm like god damn I told Dustin this story. Um, I saw it. We, we got together last Tuesday. Mardi Gras. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so I had found a chest in a, some ruins um, that transported me to a location that was I was severely underleveled for and was getting my ass handed to me constantly. The thing is... Eventually, I was like, okay, well, uh, I'm too underleveled. I need to go somewhere else. Found out I couldn't teleport out of there. (laughs) So I had to find my fight, my way out and find my way out. And so I spent 40 minutes fighting my way through stuff and getting killed constantly because these enemies hit real hard. Eventually, I get to the end and I'm like, oh, thank God. And I go through some doors and there's a boss in there. That one hits me. And then I'm like, well, shit. Maybe I go this way then. So I run back and then turn another direction from that boss door. Only to find out it's a dead end. And then I could go a different direction from where you spawn. And found out that I spent 40 minutes going the wrong direction. 
<laughs> but I eventually did get out. And it would have been super easy to do. But um, the point of that story is I knew where that was. And Ben had experienced a similar thing. And so uh, we were talking with Alex. And he was talking about <laughs> the same ruins that Ben and I had found previously. And we were like, yep. It's, and it's where that dragon comes down, Chris. Um, and he's like exploring around it and out of nowhere i see ben go you should try finding the dungeon and go get that chest and there is and i was like immediately without without us talking about it i was like yep there's a really good item in there and so alex was like you're gonna tell me where this place is man and like alex goes and eventually he's like is it down here and like we're like yep it's down there you're gonna love what you get and like less than two minutes later he's like oh you fucking bastards He fell into our and then track. he was like, "I can't teleport out of here. What the fuck?" And, oh God, it was so good. Yeah. And that's the best. That's what's happening to Alex because he doesn't you know, like. He's very like like oh, you said exploring and you know, and he's a glass cannon. So in that kind of area is probably a little rough for him. I'd say. <laughs> but he chose the right way to go immediately. So like he was only in there for like fifteen minutes. Oh. Got lucky, uh, but you know, like, because I wasn't gonna be like, you should go. Th-. I wasn't. I, we were. I was already a big enough dick to him that I made him go there, and then he found out he couldn't teleport out. I wasn't gonna be like, you should try going this direction, which is. <sighs> I I was so end. frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, but it, it's again like I. This is the most I felt like playing Skyrim for the first time since Skyrim, and I don't get to say that. So, so ever well yeah so like would so do you have to get an item in order to have the ability to either transport yourself into somebody else's game or have them come into yours like is it like mm-hmm. bloodborne in that way yep okay yeah, and it's just like it's just like bloodborne too where you can only like i i couldn't play the entire game with you i'm I, you can only have people help you in the area that there's a boss yeah. or anything and then once you beat the boss they disappear but with that said, there's a lot of those summoning areas around. Like, you could just look at the mm-hmm. map and press R1, and it'll show you the areas where multiplayer is allowed. Okay. Okay. Doesn't sh- does show you exactly it's... where the summoning statue is, we learned, but... Right. It's an- And it's a little annoying. I like... I- and I wish this was something that they could have, like, a proper co-op. But then again, that changes the com- the difficulty of the game without there being an actual difficulty meter. Mm-hmm. Um. Because it would make things way easier, and there are benefits to that. Um, again, a- another detriment is the accessibility of the game um, could be better. Yeah, uh, they have included the ability to remap every button mm-hmm. to any button. I like which that. Is good. I love that. That's yeah, very I mean, good. I made it to like how Bloodborne is, where my heal, my item heal is like triangle. Because I, I kept hitting square by accident and using my flask really early on and getting maxed and then I have to go back to great site. <laughs> I feel like that's that's something new that I'm seeing because like Forbidden West is that way. Exactly mm-hmm. that way where you can custom and just remap every single one to a very specific button if you want to. It's a it's a small thing devs have started doing more and I more love it. just in terms of accessibility, which is really good. Yes. Um the, this game it's it's one of those it's the it's always a debate with a FromSoft game is like not an easy mode, but like if people have more severe disabilities than others, like they are going to find this game next to impossible. Mm-hmm. And that is too bad because they should obviously be allowed to experience it. Um, I'm not sure what that answer is. It's just something that like we can un- 
everyone can just keep striving for and telling and tweeting and stuff like that to these developers to find out because that is that's their job that's not our job exactly i mean there there is an element of the you know from software fanboys and girls that like to gatekeep um, yeah and you can just yeah. ignore all of them of those yeah people. yeah it's like no, i mean i as much as these games are great their fan a lot of like the hardcore fan base are just terrible people like they really are yeah, like I, I think the vocal ones. I think you see just a lot of vocal ones. But then I well, I yeah, also and those see, are the ones you hear about exactly. But then I also see a whole lot of vocal fans like pushing back the other direction, just being like, "I don't give mm-hmm. a shit. Add an easy mode. I don't That's, care. Like, I don't have to use it. Like, but, easy I mean, shit." So Steve Saylor, who is uh, um, b- really big on the accessibility options, like he was even saying, like, "It's not. He's like, it's not even easy mode. It's not what we're asking for. Mm-hmm. You know, we just." We want more accessibility options added into the game so that everybody can enjoy it. You Him know? and Steve Spawn. They're both yep. pushing hard. Yeah. And they, as they should. And, you know, yeah. it's... Let, like, imagine being being told, like, how amazing this game is everywhere. You're reading it, you're hearing about it, and you can't play it. Mm-hmm. It's not. Like, it sucks. <laughs> At all. <laughs> right. So, you know, it's just one of those things. Like, let's keep pushing that forward because... It's not going to hurt anything, ever. Um, and, and same thing with being able to customize your character to look like more like how you look like. I feel like that should be in every game where you have the option to customize your character. I don't understand why it's yeah, dude, <laughs> not a thing. Um, it, it's it's never something I've had to worry about because there are infinite amount of yep. white characters yep. in every game. So if I really wanted to spend the time, I could make it look exactly like me. And the fact that you can, you have the ability, I've seen some dude make his character look exactly like Thanos, purple and everything. (laughs) And there's also a slight, slight tangent. There is, um, you know, you can do gestures within these games. There is a snapping gesture. And some dude got summoned into Thanos' world. That's because that's what he named his character. And immediately he just snapped. And, like, that was the end of the video. (laughs) Beautiful. Anyway. So, like, you know, if you can do that, I feel like if you are a person of color, you should be able to represent yourself in that game without making sacrifices to hair or skin tone or, you know, anything. Agreed. (laughs) So. I don't know. Maybe they'll get it right one day, but I kind of doubt it. <laughs> there should be. There should at least be some presets that you can also work off of. I just that yeah. that's what's wild to me. That's like it's not even. Oh, here are some possible options that you can work off of. Like no, there's just nothing. So yeah, that oh. and accessibility. Those are the big drawbacks. Yeah. Um. That again, given the year we're in, should probably not be there by now but hey right i think i feel like i feel like people <clears throat> misconstrue <clears throat> what is being asked of when you make it more accessible it's like we're not asking you to make a game that's for everybody we're asking you to make it the ability that anybody can at least try to play it that's yep. it that, that game doesn't have to be for everyone but everybody should have the ability to at least try to see if it even is a game that they would be interested in playing yeah, like Horizon's a good example for Adam. Like, mm-hmm. he can play the game. Exactly. Yep. It's just not a game for him. Right, right. But he has the ability to at least try and then be like, nah, it's exactly. not for me. And that's that's cool. That's all we're asking for. 
it should be available to everyone. Yeah. In um, so with with the with the multiplayer, how many people can jump in? Is there a limit? Like, is it three? You can only have a total. It's of at four? least three. Okay, including the host. Okay, so it, it's that is similar to like, was that all you could do with Bloodborne and Dark Souls? Yes. Okay, total of three, including um, the host. But I'm not. You might be able to have the total of four because um, there are. If you want to play with your friends, you can set up your own personal password to match and you know mm-hmm. be match made with. Uh, easier that are also uh, there's a new thing where you can have your own personal password with your friends and that will highlight their messages or death stains um i found a message versus... from adam that was in front of a horse that said is this dog <laughs> that's one of the memes of this game right now is just calling everything dog uh, i've ran in front of a tortoise there was a message and i clicked it was we, like, dog? we found one we found one we were in we did castle mourn for jeff last night and we found one from you that says, be wary of up. But we had already been, Jeff already got ambushed by the blob from above. Yep. <laughs> be wary of me. up. <laughs> and so like, you know, and it's just like, it puts a, an aura around the message or the bloodstain. So, you know, it's somebody that, you know, yeah. who's also playing the game, left that message. Okay. So like, and you can have up to five different passwords for those messages or bloodstains and they'll prioritize them by one two three four five obviously the lower they are the less likely you are to run into those yeah um so like that makes me wonder if you that because there's that many you know you have the option to put five different passwords in there maybe you could have four or five people playing at the same time i'm not i'm not sure okay we haven't tested it out um i feel like that's probably gonna get tested out this weekend but we'll see okay okay how, so and then it's it's like Bloodborne and all those like if so if you have friends come in somebody can invade but do you have to take out you know is there a woman with a bell similar no, to Bloodborne I, <laughs> no I don't believe so but I think you can just be invaded okay you also just get invaded randomly by NPCs too so oh okay um there was a one when uh, Adam and Ben were helping me fight the tree sentinel uh we were invaded by a player. And before Adam was able to join, Ben destroyed his existence. <laughs> also, the first ex- multiplayer experience I've had in this game was I got summoned in to Ben's world to help him with this tree sentinel boss. Um, and we were just like having a good time. The fact that we were playing together. And so like we were doing, you know, if you just mash L1, you like move your arms in a really rapid motion. Um, and it looks funny. And we were just like sending, like saying there are, message stones in the game so like you can talk to people without actually being in a party together um Please help. yeah exactly uh <laughs> sounds pretty similar to that and so we were just doing that back and forth and while we were messing around we got invaded by somebody else <laughs> and so like we started taking care of him and we were doing okay um and then ben accidentally got into aggro range of this tree sentinel boss and it just killed ben immediately and so i got sent back to my world before i could kill that guy but you know it's one of those things. it's one of those wow um so yeah I, i'm assuming there will be testing to see how many people we can have because i think most of us have the weekend off or at least tomorrow at some point so we'll see okay um and i will report back see how many but... all right cool um, I'm going to be right back for one second. If you guys want to talk about Horizon Zero Dawn, I have to go close the door because 
my wife just got home with the dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah, no worries. I mean, Horizon's great. Yeah, dude. You know, Com- so um, yeah, so compared to Elden Ring, right? So like, you're you're the only one of us that's played both. Um, if I were to pick the, the two for me, I, I would probably lean more towards Horizon, but but that's just because, like, there's there's a lot of character, yeah, story and um, an overarching. I mean, Elden Ring has an overarching story. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> uh, Horizons is definitely more like in your face and. The characters are strong in it, and like you feel, I feel more connected with that world, you know. Yeah. Um, Which makes sense. Combat is also not as d- difficult. <laughs> uh, bosses aren't as hard in that game, and uh, I don't know. It's. I mean, Carlos has already platinumed it. Yeah, that is so. That is surprising to me. I don't know what is involved. I have not looked at the trophies to see what is required of that, but Jesus. That feels like a lot. Yeah, that feels like a lot. But, like, I was going to say, like, yeah, I mean, the the story is way more in your face, obviously, from what I understand. Because one of the first questions I asked was, like, what's the the story of Elden Ring? And, like, Chris was like, that's a great question. (laughs) (laughs) It's more of Destiny 1. You got to pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. Although I will say, narratively, it is much easier to get um versus other games yes i was gonna say the same thing I'm like this elder ring you know the story and you could follow it much easier than like what bloodborne there and, are like, a lot more dialogue like bloodborne um, like NPCs. you could get an idea but in order to know the story you gotta read item descriptions and all that shit man <laughs> yeah like like elder ring i know the general story and there's also a guy in the main hold in elder ring that will tell you about like the people you're going after and they're a little bit of backstory on them too. Mm-hmm. So that's nice. But so Horizon, fair. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's very similar to the first one, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you know, the, the, the main architect is still there, mm-hmm. but they added a lot of stuff to it. I think they added too much stuff where it's overwhelming at times, like the amount of things that you have to do in order to like turn stuff on. You can like open up your weapon wheel to be able to use this. And then you can like switch like you, it used to be like the rope caster in the first game did this and it could do this, but now there's like three different types of rope caster weapons. And like, I just wanted the original rope caster weapon. Where's that at? I don't know. Couldn't didn't find one until the end of the game. And by then I didn't even need it anymore. Yeah. So, um, it can be, it can be a little overwhelming, you know, at times, um, with everything, but I, I enjoyed the shit out of it, you know, really. Um, I, I, I don't feel that I ran through it too quickly, you know, um, I, I, I took my time with it. I definitely did a lot of side stuff. You know, I, I the max level is 50. When I beat the game, I was 48. Uh, I feel like that, you know, it was about higher than what you would have been for sure if you just did the main story. Yeah. Um, so, fighting, you know, fighting big, fighting big machines while intimidating, seeing those motherfuckers from afar, I ain't gonna lie. Like, you see a big-ass T-Rex-looking machine from a distance, and, like, the distance is amazing. The draw distance you can see these things from. Um, So, one thing that you mentioned, that you said, like, it's overwhelming. And the one thing that I do want to also give some props to Elden Ring for is both of these games are very open-world. Um... And I think one of the reasons why I kind of lost interest with the first game was because of how 
big that map is and there's just icons everywhere like a like a ubisoft game yep um and i think that's a trend we need to move away from but what elden elden ring is i don't know map comparison size i don't know if you can compare the map size but i don't get that sense of like oh my god there's so many icons i need to go take a look at on this map well, you know with, I mean? that, with that said, you can put it into an explorer, not easy mode, right? Explorer mode where like it doesn't alert you of everything. In order to find stuff, much like Elden Ring, you gotta go and find it. Gotcha. Um, I put it on guided mode because I'm like, I want it to tell me where to go and like and stuff. And um, then it had all that stuff, all the icons, and and my you know my compass was was busy for sure. Um, I think they did better with it this time around because it was okay. more. It, it still had that that like Ubisoft kind of thing to it, you know. But at the same time, I think it was toned down. Like a lot of the icons, I always felt were the side quests that I was already on, or they were like a shelter where I could craft, or it was a machine site, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I I felt they improved that from the first one. But yeah, good. I couldn't say that. I can't say that for certain. Yeah, I mean, I'll say like going over that stuff, it does feel very much akin to The Last of Us 2 in terms of you can fully cut kind of like customize how you want to get through that game if you really want to. Like you could straight up make it to where the damage to machines is like expert difficulty, but the damage to you is like story mode. Like you could you can do that if you really want to. Um, that would be a fucking wild ass playthrough, but I don't know. It, it it is nice. I I'm playing it on guided as well, so like it is in guided mode. It, it is you zoom out on that map, and it is there's just a bunch of shit on that map. But you kind of already know where you're going. A lot of that stuff is like I don't know. Uh, here's where these kind of machines are. You know what I mean? Like it it can sure. it can do that first game. Um, mm-hmm. some of the, some of the quality of life improvements of being able to upgrade and customize some of these things, being able to ride some of these other <laughs> machines out there that you couldn't in the past is pretty fucking cool. Yep. Um, swimming is weird at times. Okay. Uh, it takes a little bit of getting used to. Um, I love the story though, but, um, there are some times in which you're playing the game where it's just like, it just feels like it's on some bullshit. Um, that's a little disappointing. Like it, sometimes some things are just annoyingly difficult um, okay. opposed to being satisfyingly difficult or, you know, I don't know. It's just weird. It's like, man, if I'm, if I'm strafing, if I'm rolling to the left and I'm going to be rolling behind a rock, it's weird that this machine can just, launch things up and over the rock to hit me behind it as it knows that i'm about to roll behind it you know what i mean like mm. bro come on get get yeah, out of here with that a shit couple bosses in Elden Ring that are like like that. that where it's just like dude don't be like i i love tracking yeah that. yeah like i love <laughs> i love proper like satisfying challenge and and i understand that's a very difficult Cause it's all relative, I guess to the right. person, but I feel like there is a sense of like, that's just annoyingly difficult just to be difficult. Like you're, there's not even, there's not a rhyme or reason to its difficulty other than this thing's just going to piss you off. And you're like, okay, like at least make it, 
makes sense. It's more like when you get through something like that, it's like you're just thankful to be done with it rather mm-hmm. than being like, yeah, fuck yeah. Like, look what I just did. It's more like, right. oh, thank God. I don't have to do this shit anymore. And then you're like, just on to the next area. But mm-hmm. that being said, the story is absolutely pulled me in. And that game Good. is incredibly beautiful. Incredibly beautiful. And what I, and what I had said, you know, Adam, before what you had to take it off is that what sucks me into Horizon more than Elden Ring is just the characters. Yep. The, mm-hmm. Their story, you know, they pull you in. The depth that they have, the growth, um, and they expand on characters from the first game tremendously. Yeah. Um, like there's a character Varl in it mm-hmm. that's just like my favorite. Like he's so great. Like. Mm. And in the, in the first one, he was like he was there, but he was kind of like more like a, just like a little side character. But like this I, one, like, I barely remember anything yeah, from him dude. too much. Yeah, he he, he grew tremendously. And like what Good. the people you run into, like there's a guy named Kotalo, Kotalo. I think I said his name wrong for sure, but um, like he the, he's a big he's a warrior in his clan, and something happens to him, which you know it, it kind of shocks his you know. His, mm-hmm. his core, his identity, and, he, and he's going through that. And you have quests and, and dialogue that help him with it. And it's just, like, really, like, intriguing. You know, like, um, where I was truly caring for these characters by the end of the game. Yeah. Like, hell yeah, man. I was like, I'm like, don't, like, don't kill him. Please don't kill him. Don't, don't let him die. <laughs> Are you going to get a third one? Uh, I, I don't want to spoil anything. Um, okay. The way they're going, I can't imagine why they where they wouldn't have a third one. But also, I don't even know if there's if there's DLC planned for this one or You'd not. You have to imagine so, cause, especially because it was so well received with the first one. Mm-hmm. Except for that boss at the end, Dude. right? <laughs> boss at the end of that DLC is so stupid. Well, what I will say again I, about the companions outside, the companions are amazing. Everything that Chris said is is a hundred percent accurate. Everything about the companions is great outside of combat. When they come with you and are supposed to, I don't know, be competent in any way, shape, or form, <laughs> they are not. Oh boy, it is just worthless. Like they, yeah, they they, suck. they don't need to be there. Like I, it's cool. I like, I love the companions. I love learning about them. I, I love talking to them and having like that growth. But like, if you're gonna come with me and we talk about like, hey, you deal with these things and I'm gonna deal with this big motherfucker over here, why is it 30 seconds into this fight I'm now dealing with everybody because you are worthless and on the yeah ground. they got the they got the they have the downed icon Dude. on the name and I'm like yeah, big yeah. shocker yeah I'm gonna go re- <laughs> okay. I'm gonna go revive you and then after I do that three I, times you're just staying even... over there I don't care I learned this I learned to stop reviving them Dude, just <clears> my thing. that is a big problem make them like. If they're coming along, make them worth something. But, like, dude, then just leave them home. I don't need them here if I'm going to do this all myself anyway. Just stay home. I don't need you here. But well, other than that, it's great. Seems, I mean, yeah, overall. Very yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, some of those things aren't game-breaking. It's just like, okay, you guys need to fucking dial this shit in a bit. Yeah. But, and that could happen. You know. But, well, since we're at a... 107 oh. um probably start wrapping up before we get into tweet corner i do want to say obviously there is a uh, war going on in europe right now mm-hmm. um we try not to mix politics too much into this but i mean given the fact that 
especially coming from an American um, and thinks it's bullshit when one country invades another one for seemingly no reason, especially in this case, like, you know, I, I, I do recognize the irony of an American saying that, um, but I also thought those our wars were bullshit. So um, Russia invaded Ukraine. There are a lot of people suffering on both sides. Um, and there are a lot of gaming companies who are um, semi taking a stand. Um, some more so than others, but like literally anything that seemingly helps is not a bad thing. And it's um, a large part of our world. It's still just concentrated in those two areas right now. And hopefully it doesn't expand, but um, you know, it's, you know, it's big news if EA is removing um, entire countries, teams from their sports games. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously there, the, the, what is their name that there's a dev team the dev team that makes stalker um they are based in ukraine and they are in the middle of making stalker 2 right now and it's gse game world and uh they are completely halting production because literally at any time they could be bombed mm-hmm. um, and so you know our hearts go out to them um if it's something that uh you feel you want to speak out on um send support um to the Ukrainian people because they had literally nothing to do with this. No. Um, or at least that's seemingly our opinions. Um, but, you know, uh, hope everything goes well. We're with you. If you happen to be listening to us and you're from over there, um, you know, our hearts are with you. Yeah. So please stay safe. 100%. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know that's hard tr- to transition to tweet corner from that, <laughs> <laughs> but it is time. Yeah. Tweet so, corner. Tweet corner. Yeah. We're just going to throw it out there. Um, two tweets from the Elden Ring himself. <laughs> Elden Lord, Jeff, allegedly, <laughs> and allegedly Jeff. First question. If, as you join podcast, if you could learn anything in a half an hour what would you learn hashtag tweet corner i would learn japanese oh okay i would i think uh very interesting language um you know in in a lot of media entertainment that i like uh you know it'd be cool to watch that in its original form yeah you know and and be able to uh pay attention to it you know, and follow it without having to watch a dubbed version or a subtitles. So that'd be that'd be cool. That'd be super cool. Yeah. The first, the first thing that came to my head was like programming in some way, shape, or form. I don't know exactly which style or language, but I think it'd be really cool to be able to do. I don't know. <clears throat> be able to learn how to program create some things of my own or customize things, make my life easier in some way, shape or form. I think for me, it'd be uh, astrophysics. Oh, damn. I, <laughs> I love space. Yes. Space is fucking cool as hell. Yes. But my small brain does not know anything about how we get out there. I mean, I know cursory things, but you know, to like get in there and really learn about it, I think would be. Hell rad. yeah, dude. That's a lot of maths too. A lot of maths. <laughs> I'm with you there, though. Which, I'm, that's which like, I'm okay at, but not good. That's a good one. The other day, I just I spent like no shit, ten to fifteen minutes watching a video of just 4K shots of like the Mars surface. Yeah, 
I just, I'm, a, I'm so enthralled by that shit. Every, every once in a while, my mind will go think of space and just like, just how much we don't know about it and how vast it is. And we think there's no end. Like everything we know of in our life has an end, right? Yep. Like well, space has no end that we know so of. far. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, we could also be in a, just in a little ball on a cat's <laughs> neck, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> on Orion's belt. <laughs> Or uh, you know, we're the eyeball of a giant. Yep. Yeah. Something. Or we and we just don't know what's out there, you know. And yeah. it's it, it for those that think that we are the only ones in the universe, you're out of your mind. Mathematically, that's yeah, statistically impossible. <laughs> right. They, I think there's a lot of dead civilizations out there. Yeah, bro. They they found you know? they found clay on Mars, which means at one point there was water. Which, come on, dude, you're telling me there was no mm. organism at all yep. in that in water there. environment. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's just fascinating. I find that shit so fucking fascinating. Um, or if you're Mr. Kincaid, you want to know Kung Fu. <laughs> also valuable. Whoa. I know Kung Fu. Show oh. me. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just crazy to me, man. Like one of the since a kid, you know, uh I have always been intrigued by Jupiter's red spot. Mm-hmm. Like it's it just intrigues me, you know? It's got a rash, you know. I want to help it, but yeah, just <laughs> giant storms on Jupiter. In my mind, yeah. it's like, well, in order to have a storm, does it have to be an atmosphere? If there's an atmosphere, there life could be on there, you know. Like right. so, that storm is like as big as our planet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> to me, to me, I've always been like, I'm waiting for Europa, right? Like that liquid, mm-hmm. the liquid ocean beneath that frozen surface. Like, I want to get us there. I want to study it and see what's there. Oh, good question. I love space. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, that's it, man. That's what that's uh, that's what we would do. Next one. Um, S two O podcast. Describe Elden Ring in the worst way you can. Hashtag Tweet Corner. Should I take I this because I'm the only one? I would say I don't it. know if Dustin <laughs> Dustin should start this because uh, yeah. it'd be funny. <laughs> Describe Elden Ring in the worst way you can. I dude, I don't even know. Uh, it's it's. A masochist Skyrim, but that sounds that's, accurate. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, that's okay. not even yeah, the worst way. Accurate. I don't. I don't want to speak for Chris, but I hope I am. Um, try finger butthole. Oh, I've seen this fucking Ooh. meme and shit. Like, what the hell does that even mean? <laughs> Play the game, you'll find. Right. Out. I was like, <laughs> oh, love <laughs> plant seed. <laughs> Also, to be fair, Trifinger Butthole is not from this game specifically. It's been in other games. It's been in Dark Souls 3, but like, okay. and maybe even Dark Souls from Dark Souls 1, but it's like gone gangbusters this time around. Oh, yeah. Dog? Is this dog? Is this dog? Could Which this is funny how you could put messages. Like, you can't, you can only do to the templates they give you. So, yeah, you can't freeform, you can't freeform write these. This is just people taking the tools they've been given. My my message that I've gotten, um, the last time I checked, I mean, it doesn't seem like a lot, but it's cool. But ten ten appraisals for was just seek lovable sort. I might I have seen know. that one. Hey man, some people praised it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they got to praise at the right moments when I needed that heal, man. It's like thank you. Yeah, that. that's another mechanic of the game. If someone rates your message good or bad, um, you get healed. <laughs> oh, okay. 
I did that to Adams, and he got healed, apparently. And I was like, oh, you're welcome, man. That's yeah, I was in the middle of a fight and didn't have any flask left, and all of a sudden I got healed the full. I was like, thank you. Oh, oh, thank you so much. That's that's cool. I do like that. Yeah. But. That's it for Tweet Corner. That's it for Tweet Corner. Thank you so much, Jeff, allegedly, for sending these messages to us. If you want a question read on our next episode. Um, oh, uh, also, you know what? No, that's not the only one. Uh, we have an interested party if we ever come out with an NFT <laughs> that he would buy it. <laughs> so Never. I am officially announcing the CGY podcast NFT and I'm putting it for sale for no less than $2 million. Mm. Mm. Thank you for buying it. If you want a question read on Tweet Corner at the end of our next episode, uh, you can tweet at us or send us a Facebook message um, with whatever your question is using hashtag Tweet Corner. Both places you can find us at CGY Podcast. Please do so. Um, and if you like what you hear, spread the word. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your mom. Say hi from us. Um, we are on every platform you can think of in terms of who has podcasts on their site. So Podbean, Google Play, uh, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, iTunes, we're all there. Come get your podcast. Spread the word. Again, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your mom. Hey, that might be our new catchphrase. <laughs> um, but as always, we end every episode with a shower thought from Reddit. This week's comes from user Expensive Trash 7882. Water is technically what a rainbow tastes like. <laughs> And that is going to do it for episode 121 of Come Get Your Tarnished. I've been your Tarnished Adam. Yeah, I've been Dustin. I've been Clearest, Sleepy Mist. Fuck, I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about. See you next time.